How you guys doing today on the podcast? We have a very special guest who I'm about to call in right now, and I'm very excited for you guys to hear her story and her journey and see uh, why she is one of the amazing candidates that I picked to have in my book, Let's Talk More Do. With the 10th pick in the 2016 WNBA draft, the Chicago Sky select Imani Boyette from the University of Texas. Well, Carolyn, we knew it was just a matter of time. There's so much talent in that young woman. And she- well, Boyette can bring that presence right away. 6'7", a mobile post player. She can rebound. She can run up and down the floor really well for a player her size. Hello? Hello. What is up, superstar? Hi. How uh, are you? Can you hear me well? I can hear you perfect. Okay, great. I'm great. I can't complain. Hey, I hear that. I hear that. Well, I appreciate you stopping by. I'm not going to take too much of your time on the podcast today. No worries. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Well, I will let you uh, tell the people who you are and where you're from and what you do. I'll let you have the floor. Yes. So my name is Imani Mitsubishi Stafford. I'm from Los Angeles, California. I'm currently a center for the WNBA's Atlanta Dream. I went to the University of Texas, and I'm also the little sister of JaVale McGee. That is awesome. And speaking of your family, tell them who your mother is, because I'm a big fan as well. <laughs> my mother is um, my mother is Pamela McGee, Hall of Fame, Olympian, WNBA champion, NCAA champion, Pamela McGee. <laughs> uh, she is phenomenal. I am a big, big fan of the WNBA um, so we're gonna just jump right into it. I don't know if you you I don't know if you've seen my uh, Instagram, but I just had a daughter. My daughter's six days old, and uh, when she was born, oh, adorable. Thank, you, thank you so much. When she was born, I had a WNBA hoodie on, and as you know, it's hard to get your hands on WNBA merch. Like it took me like you know, months to find that hoodie, and like I almost had to get it custom made because it's like, wait, you can buy an NBA hoodie at Walmart, but you have to you know, pretty much died to get yeah. a WNBA hoodie. <laughs> like, it's it's really, it's okay. really not, you know, it's not how how it should be. It's frustrating. Um, and, I mean, I think a lot of people assume because Nike picked up the sponsorship for the league this year, um, it would be better and it actually got worse. So, right. here's hoping Nike gets it together. Uh, but we always, the problem with, like, just the, we get like, okay, the WNBA doesn't make money. Oh, no one comes to games. Why no one's interested. But in actuality, it's hard to be a fan. Like, right. We had the best fans in the country, in the world, because our fans have to scavenger hunt to watch games, to get gear. Like, so like, if, if we had the accessibility of the NBA, what would our league look like? Facts. That is. Total fact. Sometimes when I'm talking to young girls that play basketball, I ask them about if they watch the WNBA, and it's like you just said, like it it is for me as a WNBA fan. It's hard to figure out when the games are because one, you don't know, like unless you you know unless you're in the end, and two, they don't do it. Like yeah. I just feel like the league could do a better job of even the time. Sometimes the game would be on Tuesday at like three o'clock. Like some kids haven't even got out of school yet. Like it's just. I don't know it's different. Yeah, and if it's if it's on a, a like a receivable channel, like yeah, like a major network. Most most of our games come on 
NBA TV, which everybody don't have. Like everybody don't on spring for the extra. Yeah, the I don't, extra even, think I got NBA, I don't like, think I got NBA TV. I ain't born like that. Frustrating. And if you have the WNBA app, which is very affordable, but it blacks out if the game's on the ESPN network. Every Any single of the ESPN time. Channels. Yeah, it, so, it, all, it does that. It's just frustrating because it's like you say you care and you want us to do better and you want us to succeed, but you don't give us the tools to do so. I love that. That is that is that is all so true. So very very true. All right. Well, like I said, I don't want to take up too much of your time. So I'm writing a book called Less Talk More Do, and the book is self-explanatory. That's why I, I was honored to have you on the podcast today. Look, uh, super excited to put some stuff about you in the book. It's about you know people who do what they say they're going to do. So my biggest thing about the book and everyone who's in the book and I'm interviewing, it's all about like, what is your opinion on what's the difference between a dream and a goal? Cause a lot of people have dreams and, you know, dreams are awesome. And I think, you know, for my daughter, I wanted a dream, but I feel like goals are much like if like, what's your, what's your opinion on the difference between a dream and a goal? I think, uh, I think that dreams are big picture and goals are something that I can markedly, like, reach. Like I, like, I think that goals are attainable, right? Like, so my dream could be to be a WNBA player, but I'm not going to see that dream until I put in the four, eight, sometimes 12 years of work to get there, right? So my right. goal to get to that dream would be I want to be a better dribbler or I want to average 15 points, whatever the case may be, but it's something that I can measure as opposed to my dream is, like, big picture end of the day where do i want to be right that is that is perfect that is perfect and i mean that's that's really the whole premise of the book it's so like a lot of people dream but go a goal is something that's obtainable you know you can really you can really set out and you know roadmap to where you want to get to go talk to me a little bit about staying together i saw that something that you i i love that i just saw that on your page could, could you elaborate to the people that don't know what stand together is and what you're doing with it and you know, just give us some, some info. Yes. Um, so I'm a huge, like, community service philanthropist. Like, I, I like I get a lot of joy in giving back. So, like, I actually just started my own nonprofit. I just finally got my 501c3 number. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. And in the meantime, I worked with Stand Together. I did a short stint with them. And Stand Together is basically an organization that's committed to end property across America. Okay. And then their goal in doing so is by finding nonprofits already working in certain neighborhoods and giving them the tools to do more as opposed to doing it to all themselves. So they vet these nonprofits. They put them through training to make their basically help them expand their reach um, and scale. And then they find people and help them figure out what way they want to give back and connect them with organizations already working in that field. Wow. So it's kind of like, I think it's like a dating app for for doing good things for good people. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, community service. <laughs> that is amazing. I mean, that's that's a, the perfect way to put it, seriously. And how did you come yeah, in contact with them? Yeah, it's super amazing, and I, I appreciate it. Um, they just kind of found me and found me, and they're that's like, awesome. we really like your platform and think that this is something you'd be interested in, are you interested in? And when I looked into it, I was like, this is actually really great because I think one of the biggest things about giving back and getting involved, um, especially once you're a busy person, which most of us are, 
is that we don't know, like, who do we go to? And then if we give money, we're kind of always just kind of like, ah, is this money actually going towards a good cause? And it's just scary, right? You, oh, and if I don't totally have right. time to get on the ground, right? Like, how do I know that this nonprofit is actually doing what it says it does? Or, like, how do I see the results? So Stand Together kind of picks out that guessing process by putting you in contact with, with vetted nonprofits and showing you how you can help. And then on the flip side, some people are just kind of like, I really want to give back, but I don't know what I'm interested in. And so they also have like a catalyst quiz, which kind of asks you personal questions and questions about their interests. And it points you in the direction of what you probably will be interested in doing. So okay. it kind of helps you narrow that down and get everybody involved. It's really cool. That is amazing. No, that, I mean, I, I saw when I saw that you were on there, I, I Googled it and now I know about it so I can tell some people. And it's just like, it's just that rapid effect of one person doing something good. Like you do, you're doing something good with staying together. And then I looked at it, and I'm going to tell somebody, and maybe two people see it. And it's and it's small, but it's big in a sense, you know. Exactly, um, and that's the goal, right? Because I'm a big believer in changing the world by changing your environment. So, Preach. so Preach. If we all change our environment a little bit, then we basically change the world, right? Like by that kind of starting in your home, starting in your neighborhood, and growing from there. I love that. I love that a lot. Well, let's just jump right into, can you give me details on your nonprofit and, and, and what you got cooking up? We got an exclusive here. What, what do you got cooking up yes, with your nonprofit? So I would exciting. love to hear, hear about that. So my nonprofit will launch officially with my first event in August, which will be um, a back-to-school resource fair. So basically, I give out backpacks, but in order to get the backpacks, you have to go through the different organizations tabling and the goal is to show you the organizations that are for you in your neighborhood because I think a lot of times again it's just about knowledge and knowing what is going on and who can help you because a lot of times we say like no one cares about us and like we don't have any of these resources but we really just don't know about them right so um I get a group of organizations um dedicated to women and young girls and mental health and they all table and in order to get your free backpack and school supplies at the end of it, you just kind of have to go through each table. And sometimes people will stay and talk and, like, it'll be something great for them. And sometimes they'll just go by and get the stamp. But the goal is to kind of give you people in your neighborhood that can help you and give you the resources and also get free backpacks. Because when I was coming up, like, that's how I got school supplies. So oh, of like course. So it's like that giveaway. Definitely, so, definitely. Yeah, so that's um, that'll happen in August, and that'll be my official launch. So that's exciting. But basically, my nonprofit organization is, called Hoops and Hope Foundation. Hoops and Hope And the goal Foundation. is for it to, one, yes, Hoops and Hope. The goal is for it to, one, promote arts and athletics, because I think, like, I exist in the gray area of arts and athletics. Like, I'm a published poet, and I'm also a WNBA player, and both of those parts of my personality were vital to, like, me being a healthy human being. Preach. And um, just the competitive nature that we've done so much with our kids is that we make them kind of, pick something very soon when actuality I think both of these things are necessary um so that's the first thing and then secondly um having family creating family friendly ways to open the conversation about sexual violence sexual abuse mental health um and having these conversations and sexual education and having these conversations at a young age and continuing the dialogue as they mature right so you can try to catch some um, of that yeah that's, that's that's amazing that you're starting exactly. it at the Exactly. I think a lot of... Exactly. So having a conversation at eight 
and then continuing this conversation to 18 because a lot of it is um, people not knowing how to talk to their kids about it, being scared to like kind of remove, remove that veil of innocence when in actuality, if we have this conversation early and just kind of build on it as they get older, when they do encounter these different situations, they'll feel comfortable coming to talk to their adults or the parents in their lives. Um, and I think that's just really something that's missing. So very, these are the things true. I'm passionate about and I'm excited to be able to do that. That is phenomenal. We wish you the best of luck. I cannot wait for your event in August. And if there's anything that I can do, my film company, my you let us know. We want to give away some backpacks as well because what you're doing seems like it's going to be, I mean, it's going to change. It's going to change. Uh, everyone who comes and grabs a backpack and gets to go through that tabling process is going to is going to feel a change. And I love that you have that, that process of they have to go through the tabling to get the backpack. So they have to learn in order to get the prize, essentially, you know, the backpack. So that's really Yeah, I just think a lot of times we just need to know that there are people that care about us. Like my rookie year, um, before I had my nonprofit, I did my first one. Um, and it was an amazing turnout. I played for Chicago my rookie year. Right, yeah, yeah. And I did it on the west side, which is actually worse than the south side, right? Of course. And um I got family in Chicago, so they stayed in the south side and they were like, Yo, you going over there? Like, you sure? <laughs> like, like, like you sure you wanna go to the sure south? We, we, we coming with you. South side of the show. Yeah, everybody was just telling me, like, man, this event's going to go bad. Like, so many, they're going to come in, they're going to act a fool. All this, right? All these negative things. And I had a lot of organizations that were based in that neighborhood or based in the greater Chicago area that cared about the south side as well, cared about the south side and the west side. And I was scared because, like, I, oh, I had a, maybe a month or two together. And one of my clients had the wrong address. It was just like everything could go wrong was going wrong. And I was like, man, no one's going to show up. Okay. And I had people there an hour early. Wow. Lined up. Wow. And everybody, like, everybody came through. Everybody was mad respectful. And it, it was just an amazing event. But it was all because, like, we we don't care. When people don't when people know you care, they show up for you. But a lot of the times in these neighbor in these low income neighborhoods, they feel like nobody cares about them. Right. So they act accordingly. No, that's so true. When people know that you believe in them, they believe in you. And you showed them that you believe, I mean, just you going there was just, you know, a sign of, hey, th she's for real, you know? Exactly. So I, I want to do the same thing in Atlanta. And, and I just think it's all about that. Like, it's all about people representation. Like when you see, when you see something, you can do it. So if I only know negativity, if I only know drugs, if I only know gangs, I only know drugs, I only know that, that's what I'm going to do. But when I see people care about me, when I see there's other opportunities and other avenues to get out of my situation, then I do that as well. So it's all about like giving back and showing people that there's more and that people care about them regardless of what people tell us. You know? Yes, ma'am. You are, you are dropping so much knowledge and so many facts right now. I can't, I mean, that's just, it's just how it goes. And it really ties into like, like really what I'm talking about in the book, like what you're talking about is at, there's just steps that you have to take in order to get what you need or where you're trying to go. And it's all, it's all goal. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure when you set out for your nonprofit, like you had to, you know, you built it from the ground up you say, you just got your, you just got clearance. Like it just went through like that process must've been long and you're a basketball player and it's, a model. Yeah. And it's been a, a very long like, time coming. <laughs> I can only imagine. All right. Well, I don't want to tell you, but it definitely took a while. I can only imagine. So tell me what would you what advice would you give for someone? Like I said, the book I'm writing is called Less Talk, More Do. And of course, 
I'm I'm a culprit of that too. I'm a male. I'm a strong believer that women are smarter than men just because I was raised by my mom and my grandma, and my aunt. And, I love it. But and when I, I already on the right start. <laughs> and when I <laughs> and when I coach, I coach you know little league basketball, high school stuff. I always coach girls, and people are always like, why? You know, you know the you know the stereotypes. You're in the WNBA. You play for yeah. the highest level in the world. I was like, well, boys are more exciting, and I'm like, no, you're just not. It's the you're not watching the game like. I coach girls because they listen. Like when you tell a elite basketball player like you what to do and like how to win, they they take it, they digest it. Okay, coach, let's go do it. You tell that same thing to an elite boy, not taking anything away from boys, but it's the their brain doesn't process it the same. It's like, no, all these people in the crowd, I'm pulling up from three. No, just hold the ball, buddy. <laughs> and, I mean, like, and that's why I, was, I that's why I think I love the women's game. It's like it's exciting. And women, are, they're just smarter. I mean, it's just, it's a fact. It's a fact. I don't, I don't care who is listening to this. It's just a fact. Um, I think I, I like less talk more do. That's like, honestly, it was one of my, I don't really make New Year's resolutions, but I do like listen. Like, what I'm leaving in 2000, what I'm leaving in the past year, what I'm bringing in the past year, what I'm manifesting in this year. And for me, one of the things I was leaving was just kind of like, my big mouth, like same, same. <laughs> in small terms, was my big mouth because I think a lot of it, um, a lot of times I'm not aware of how I'm perceived, and I'll say something that doesn't necessarily mean anything to me, but other people will take it and feel some type of way, and so right. um, that it's just like we kind of live in this, this social media era where it's like no pics or it didn't happen, right? right? Like if I don't post it, then I'm not really working out, and so for me, like I was like. My goal, one of my goals, was just kind of get in the trenches and, and do the work, and let let it, let everything else speak speak for itself. Get in the trenches and do the work, and let everything else speak for itself. That that is it. That is, that, I mean, that's the way to everything. That's that. I'm not, you know, I'm not a, I'm not the smartest person in the world, but I feel like for the book, people like you, I got to interview Asia Evans, I got to interview some NFL players, and I interview regular people. It's just if you put in the work, the results will come. I think, and that's. And that is just clear across any platform, like professional, unprofessional, school. Like you just have to put in the work. I think. All right. Well, in closing, it's so very true. In closing, any advice? Do you have any advice for people like you know that that are reading this book and like they you know they want to do something, but like like I said, a lot of people have big dreams, right? Like dreams are amazing, and I think they're cool. But it, in in my book, like I'm pretty. No, I wouldn't say no. I guess I'll say rude. Like, I really try to say that in the book that you can dream if you're a child, but if you're an adult, a teenager, you need to have a goal. Your dream could be the starting foundation, but you have to have a goal. Like the people I'm interviewing, like you, like you know, different people in the book, you have to have an endpoint to, and you have to have a way to reach it, which is a goal compared to a dream. You can't just be a dreamer all day. And in our society, I think in America. We talk about dreaming a lot, having big dreams, following your dreams, chasing your dreams. But sometimes people don't tell you those dreams, like it doesn't work that way. It's it's goals that let you obtain your dream. So you got anything? Exactly. Just, I'll let you touch on that. And then we'll I'll tell the people where they can find you and how they can link up with you. And we'll let you get on about your day. But yeah, g- give me what you got. Um, I think you nailed it. Like in order to accomplish your dreams, you got to set small attainable goals. And I always tell young kids, like, it's your personal best, right? Like, we always push D1 and this and that. And everybody don't have those opportunities. But that doesn't right. mean that you failed. 
as opposed to you achieved what's best for you. So if your goal is D2 because that school has the best major and you're trying to get a free education, mm-hmm. then you succeed it, and that's it. Very true. Very, very true. Well, I appreciate you chatting with me today. Tell the people where they can find you, your uh, your Instagram, your nonprofit. Please let the people know where they can find you. And on the podcast, I'll make sure I link this as well, but you tell them where they can find you and connect with you. Yes. So I am Imani Trishan, I-M-A-N-I-T-R-I-S-H-A-W-N on Instagram, Imani Trishan underscore on Twitter, and Imani34.com is my website, which will have a soon-to-be link to my website. Imani, thank you so much for talking to me today. Everybody, make sure you guys go check out her Instagram and make sure you go to the site, and I appreciate you. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Yes, ma'am. You take care now. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. I am Lamar Griffin. This is Less Talk, More Do. Remember, it's always about less talk and more do.